Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1205, December 6, 2023. This is the last 60 of the calendar year. Oh. It was 63 degrees on this day in 1939. It was 19 below on this day in 1972. And uh, this is the first of four days in a row in 1939 with unusually warm temperatures. And you can look at it this way, GLers. There's now 56 days between us and the next 60. Or if you want to even narrow it down further, there was a 63 degrees on Feb 15, 1921. So if my math is correct, we have 40 days between the possibility of 60s. Hail the flashlight, King. That's the way you look at winter. It's, it's nothing. And it's nothing. Now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense. I do. People don't know this shit, but we have a special guitarist here today, and I, I just want to brag that's me playing that solo. So, Because yeah. <laughs> he's so much better than me, I want to make sure I get something in. I could probably <laughs> sing it by heart. Well, before, before we start the regular news, we have Stephen C. Anderson on piano and Pat Donahue on guitar. Pat is a world-acclaimed guitarist, Grammy winner, and my cousin, because Pat, here's how it works. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. My dad's mom and your dad's mom, Mamie. Mm-hmm. Mine was Anna. Anna and Mamie were sisters. Yes, sir. Correct. Now, for some reason, though, you and I have really never walked the same path. Not really. We crossed maybe a few times. Yeah. In our lives. And, and as a kid. You were on White Bear for a long time as a kid. Yeah, we lived out in the, in the summers in Matamida. Right. Were you in huh. the house on a summer day? Were you one of those kids pl- practicing all the time? <laughs> I was probably um, <laughs> most of the time out there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did play a lot. My sister, my older sister, Mary Ellen, played. So I was not allowed to touch her guitar. So anytime she was gone, I was playing it. Smart. <laughs> and that, are you self-taught? Yes. That's amazing. Stephen C., Still you've played with Patrick before. Very fortunate, yes. But on this occasion, tomorrow night at the cathedral, Pat, are you debuting a song? Uh, yes. It's, it's a song I've known for a few years. I wrote it a few years ago, but uh, I've never recorded it, so right. I consider it a new song because nobody's heard it. Do, do, hey, uh, do you play along with it, Steve? I thought about it, and I went, doesn't need anything, so all it's right. all Pat on this one. Hey, uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, most of us call our dad's mom. Grandma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant that. Our, our two grandmothers were sisters. Yeah, and right. you know some of my siblings far better than you know me. I know John and Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we just... yeah, they kept in touch, and they returned your calls, right, whenever <laughs> no, you I, called them. I don't know why it did. And again, Pat, you know those two better than Joe knows them. <laughs> I don't know why it, it worked out that way. I mean, I knew your dad very well. Your dad and my dad were great friends. Yeah, Jack great friends. Kind of so they would have been first cousins. Mm-hmm. And you and I are what, second cousins? First cousin, uh, yeah, second, cousins, second cousin. I yeah. think my dad was the best man at your dad's wedding. Probably, yeah. and I restored a boat that was named Waterline. That was originally your dad's. Yes, Chris that Pratt. got sold to my dad, and my dad, uh, having no financial uh, capabilities whatsoever, 
Uh, he gave that to Johnson Boatworks at the end of the summer of 1963 to pay his gas bill. <laughs> so that boat disappeared into the hinterlands. That's about what the happened next, to Waterlands? But then I found it by happenstance in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't finish Pat, the I got to get you a bunch of pictures. <laughs> I never finished yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> why. Yeah. Well, it's a tough book to get through. Okay. Pat, why don't you do your song for us? What's it called? Well, it's called Goodwill. Goodwill. All right. And Pat Goodwill, wrote this. Goodwill to Men. All right. And not that I have anything against women. Right. <laughs> it's just that there's so many great yes. rhymes for men, and there's none for women. <laughs> All right. And once you get swimming in there, you're pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Today, when I rolled out of bed, a tune was playing in my head, and it's been rolling around in there since then. It's all about bells ringing, hallelujah, angels singing about peace on earth and goodwill to men. Well, it all goes back to long ago when Mary and her husband Joe got stranded in a barn in Bethlehem. Mary had a baby boy and the heavens opened up with joyful peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in the east there was a star much brighter than the rest by far, and shepherds gathered round their flocks to tend. And wise men brought him gifts and things, and angels sang, baby kings and peace on earth, goodwill to men. Well, it was nothing that he did, cause he was just a little kid, but somehow they all knew it, even then. That he was born for joy and love, to remind us of peace on earth, goodwill to Now every year it's just the same I, I miss the point and I go insane And I overeat and drink and overspend When all you need is to remember Once a year in late December It's peace on earth So now when I hear those carols chime Get those little songs and rhymes Stuck all in my head yet once again Leaving there till the end of the year And try and listen when I hear about peace on earth Goodwill to men Won't that sound wonderful oh, in that big room tomorrow? Won't that sound wonderful? Now tomorrow at 7 o'clock Correct. And Friday, 7 o'clock. Correct. And you'll both be there. And this is your, how many is this? This is the seventh time. Back the seventh. The and they do very well. People love this show. Somehow. They but show you have every a, year. you have a big, big problem. We have a little issue with the uh, Bosendorfer piano leg that's not cooperating. The Bosendorfer was moved into the cathedral today. And you've discovered a wobbly leg. Yep. And, you can't uh, play a Bosendorfer with a big C clamp on it. Just get a shim. Get a doing, shim. We're doing MacGyver so far. It might be milk crates. I don't know. But. You can't do a Bosendorfer with milk crates either. <laughs> no, I got people working on it. Oh, man. Pat, are you ever amplified or always acoustic? Well, I'm mostly acoustic, but I do play electric and amplified when I'm on most stages, most gigs. Do you have a variety of guitars at home? Yeah, I was looking at them today. I probably got about a dozen. 
yeah. Pat shares that, or uh, John shares that, uh, yeah. that dilemma. You said well, your sister played the guitar, and that's how you started. When yes. did you get your own? Mm, let's see. Um, I can't remember when I got my own, but I played her hand-me-down. It's one of those uh, Montgomery Awards jobs. Right. And um, <clears throat> I had to rig it up so that it would actually play. Um, <laughs> so that's how I played it first. But when, like I said, when she was gone, she had a kind of a nice nylon string guitar, a Goya guitar. And, and so uh, I wasn't allowed to touch it, so I, I touched it when she was gone. <laughs> yeah. Did your parents enjoy your playing? Uh, they enjoyed it more than my drumming because, like you, Bill, I started off as a drummer. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. And, uh, I practiced in the house, and that had to drive oh, them crazy. Wow. It, I was thinking how much our parents must have loved us to right. get us a set of drums. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but they did. So uh, yeah, I was a drummer in the, my high school rock band. While well, we're uh, talking about guitars, Joe, can we mention Pat has his own, and guitar freaks will uh, enjoy this. His own Martin. Which is a big deal. Well, I didn't yes, know that. It's yeah. a Martin, uh, this guitar I'm playing is a Martin Pat Donahue signature model. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 And Martin is, for those who don't follow guitars, is the acoustic guitar company. They, right. They, I mean, there's others, but they are the one. Like the, a Bosendorfer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> what does uh, Jeff Dayton say about the, the amount of guitars he has? Oh, yeah. I don't He's remember. got too many. No, he said oh. something about the next I one. I just need one more. I just need one more. Yeah, that's yeah. always yeah. the case. It's relatable. Could you uh, give us a sample of what you guys are going to be up to tomorrow and Friday? Well, you know, because we were doing the, the drummer You didn't boy, think you were here to talk, drums. did you? No. Okay. I think we should do a little, little drummer boy in F, just jam on it. Just for Joe, the drummer. He's not a little drummer boy, but no. he's played at some weddings. Uh, I've, yeah, I've heard him, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More talent than's ever been in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to G. tunes can you get into a cathedral show? About 16. Some yeah. long, some short. We got piano, organ. We have the children's choir, three different vocalists. And so it's a good variety show because I got the attention deficit thing. So we keep it moving. Yeah. Along. Yeah. Uh, all the know it well. I got all the yeah. <laughs> Pat, what did you give up on rock and roll earlier in your life? 
Well, I gave up on being a rock guitarist. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I still do some sort of what you might call rock and roll guitar playing in the uh, <laughs> Chuck Berry sense, yeah. you know, but I never really pursued rock guitar as a genre, so that's where I'm at with that. What was the name of your band? Gosh, the the biggest band I was in in high school was called Jimmy Joe Lewis and the All Night Eagle Blues Band. Jimmy Big Joe name. Lewis and the and All Night, Night Eagles Blues. Blues. That's tough to get on the marquee. It really <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it is. We discovered that wasn't probably the best name you know, after the fact. You were with Garrison Keeler for what twenty years or so? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was the guitar player in the Guys All Star Shoe Band. Might you rejoin him on some of his shows that he's doing around the country? Uh, I might, yeah, because he's doing a 50th uh, anniversary tour sort of right now. Because this is 1974, I think, when he started the show. Right. So this is 50 years, and he's doing a lot of shows. He's coming back. Expect him around here. Yeah. And uh, I would definitely play with him again, sure. Did you enjoy those years? Yes, I did a lot. The uh, We had Garrison on in early October, and it was a real pleasure to meet him. Yeah, I heard that, and it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he was a, he was an interesting guy, and I had no idea it was going to be that fun and that interesting. Uh, how long have you two guys known each other? Just this fall, right? Well, Last that's summer? a great question, because when I worked at some other station, maybe Minnesota Public Radio, I would Ooh. produce the spots for Garrison's show, and I was always a big fan of Pat. And a neighbor of mine said... You come out to the Midway and, and just hear him jam, which I didn't even know the Midway existed. Midway Saloon. Okay. I met Pat, and he said, oh, I've been a fan of yours for, you know, for a while. And I went, what? Yeah. And so I got to, you know, have him at the Commodore a few times, and he had me at the Midway. So I said, Pat, you need to come to the Cathedral, because we've never had acoustic guitar there. So it's going to be... And Pat, you've not played the Cathedral. No, it's not on my circuit. <laughs> no, <laughs> until you met me. <laughs> no, I, I, I've got to tell you, I, I, this is my new friend, Stephen yeah, C. Yeah. We're, we're buddies uh, yeah. since we met, which was about six months ago. Maybe. So you're looking forward to this? Oh, very much so. That, yeah. You love the sound in that room, don't you? It's, it's my, my, spa my space. Yeah. yeah. Eight-second reverb, so when you do that, it just flies around. Really? If only the guitar and the, I mean, if only that Bosendorfer can be fixed. Exactly. If not, that really, really concerns me because I just hate to see that with a big C clamp on it. I you want know. Ruck and I to show up with a hammer and some nails? Maybe. Just hold yeah. it up. Just hold it right up. Put a little holly on there. <laughs> now, I know, exactly. I know Stephen, you have a website. Yep, Stephen, Stephen C. C. Music. Do, do you have a website, Pat? Yep, patdonahue.com. Patdonahue.com. How'd would, you come up with that? That <laughs> was, was a, okay. a real task. Would that list where you're playing? It should. I sometimes am not as up to date on my upcoming performances as I should. Same be, with me. Yeah. <laughs> are you Are you playing frequently around town? Yes, I am. Actually. You are. Yeah. Well, I do a weekly gig at the Midway Saloon called Pat Donahue and Friends, and it's usually on Wednesdays. Although tonight I'm out at Crooners with my band for our. Christmas where where is Midway Saloon? It's at Snelling and University. That's the right, Midway. Right, right next to Midway Books. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a great little spot. It's got a nice setup for music. And yet it's a, a down-to-earth bar. It's, it's on actually on uni uh, University, it's on right? Yep. It's not on the Snelling side. Okay. Correct. It yeah. feels Nashville, like a listening room to mm. me. I love it. I didn't even know that it existed. Sandwich right between both. the old driver's license I know license the bookstore place. you're talking about. Yeah, oh, it used to be Christensen's, I think, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, David, the guy that runs that place, just a, a real solid citizen. He's great. And this is how you've made your living all your life. Pretty much as a musician. You never went into the Corning Donahue Brick Factory. I did for about ten years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wow. did? Yeah, it wasn't a factory; it just a I distributor. Mean, uh, but uh, distributor. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I worked there for about ten years. Uh, Pat is a. Uh, I know a lot of people may not know him, but 
among guitarists and musicians, very well known. Uh, I've known of Pat probably for 20 years, at least 20 years. So uh, it's it's not like we're dealing with, you know, uh, some weekender like me. We're dealing with the real <laughs> deal here. He's the real deal. But you're very quiet and humble about it. <laughs> well, humility is my best trait, possibly. <laughs> Well, you really uh, no, have it. I mean, that's fantastic. I've had a lot of humility in my career, enough to where, you know, I don't take, try not to take myself too seriously. Yeah. We have to take a short break, and I want to tell you that uh, if you need any garage door work, Pat, you yes. have a garage? I do, and yeah. I have a door, too. Yeah, well, you gotta, you got to get <laughs> a hold. Does it have a door? <laughs> <laughs> if you need a door, you can get one from Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They're growing. They want to add new members. They are, they're looking to hire garage door technicians and garage door installers and warehouse inventory associates. They're really, really growing. They're, they're moving up the rankings of garage door companies uh, in the country. They're really great. They don't charge more for weekends. They do it all from the rollers and the springs to, to new doors, and they text you uh, uh, the plan, and they can stay in touch with you. It all gets done on time and uh, they're fantastic. They serve the metro area in western Wisconsin. Get a hold of them at precisiondoormn.com or call Precision Door at 612-263-6985. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? First of all, when we got done with Monday Night Sports Talk, about 20 minutes later, he's always got to call me to, to recap something that I may have missed, right? Oh, God. So he calls me. He said, do you believe this dumb over here? I said, what? He's never been to a meat raffle. How is that even possible? We broke down meat raffles on Monday Night Sports Talk. Joe's never, Joe's never been to a meat raffle. Royce, felt that it was important to tweet that. Yes. I saw that. He That's tweeted funny. that I've never been to a meat raffle. Rookie, have you ever brought home meat from a meat raffle? Oh, you're talking to the king. Several times. You might be the second in line, because I I bet Kenny probably is the king of the meat raffle. Uh, Nope, never been. uh, Kenny's never been to one. Oh, I would have had heavy money on you. He just goes out and shoots his meat. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
How do you get tickets? <laughs> rookie doing an ad. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? Yes. I guess. Yeah. Right now? Well, let's, here's today's ray of hope. Yes. Ray Welter Heating. On welterheating.com. When you get in touch with Welter Heating, isn't that a great idea? Here's today's ray of hope. You I got get that? It. I okay, got good. It. That came to me uh, right just as I was inspired by this music here. If you have, it's 50 degrees, you might not be leaning on your heat right now, but you will be January, February, whatever the case may be, make sure it's ready. If it starts to make some funny noises, get in touch with the Welter family. Over 100 years, and that's four generations, they really know their stuff. Put away the air, air conditioning unit properly. If you haven't done that, 50 degrees would be a great time to do that while they're working on it. Call and be uh, have that phone call answered by a human being, 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867. Welter, heating, air conditioning, air purification, they do it all with certified techs. So for today's Ray of Hope, go to welterheating.com. Pat Donahue and Stephen C. Anderson will be at the Cathedral tomorrow night and Friday night, both events beginning at 7 with vocalists and more keyboards. And Are there tickets available? There are. You just search Eventbrite Stephen C., and if search does its trick, you'll find okay. tickets available. Okay. And the proceeds go to the ongoing restoration of the Cathedral, which is no small task. Yeah. No, I was in there a month ago uh, for a confirmation, and I was noticing... Some real paint problems. Yes, that's just well. It's tough it. to keep that old building going, you know. Money pit, right? What will you give us another example of what you'll be doing tomorrow and Friday? Uh, we'll do a little. What child is this? This is actually a vocal song, but we'll do a little instrumental of it now. Okay. E minor for you, guitar guys. E minor. <laughs>
Don't you wish you knew how to play an instrument? Okay. Don, you got to join. I don't know what you're doing tomorrow night, but that was good. We need both guitars. Tomorrow now. night, I actually have a concert I'm going to at Crooners. Not oh. not Pat, unfortunately. <laughs> no. but Joel Shapiro, perhaps hey. you guys know Joel. I yeah, know. sure. Yeah, that'll be a good. Show. Former teacher of mine, so I always go see him. Whatever. Pat, <laughs> when you appear, do you have a band? Yeah, it's called Pat Donahue and the Prairie All Stars. Oh, okay. And it's mostly leftovers from the guys' all star shoe band from the Prairie. But <laughs> yeah. I really learned to uh, play with these guys, and and uh, they're they're good friends too. So it's always oh, fun. we got to get to a show. Well, who's in the did band? You get a nice Ask royal- him who's in the band. Yeah, did you get a nice royalty check from being in the movie? Uh, I got paid for being in the movie. I didn't okay. get a nice. I wouldn't say a nice. Okay, royalty. okay. I didn't know if they were keep coming. In. <laughs> Pat Kenny was wondering who's in the band. Who are the guys? Well, uh, Richard Crean plays. Uh, Mandolin and fiddle, fantastic musician. Um, Dan Newton, also known as Daddy Squeeze, he plays accordion, sings. Uh, bass is Gary Rayner and drums Peter Johnson. They're just the best band. Daddy ever. Squeeze. And all I have to do is start playing. <laughs> and those, it doesn't matter what song it is or if they've heard it before, but within seconds they're sounding just okay, great Okay, that's, so. that's a question I have. And you were just talking, don't you wish you could play me? Yes, I do. I'm, I, I would love to be able to do that. But when did you guys... Learn those songs. Do you just know all the Christmas songs? <laughs> Along the way, I guess. We picked them up yeah. on the streets. <laughs> okay, but I mean, that that's something that... You don't. You can't play guitar or do anything like that. And the drums. What, Why what, are you looking at me? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because that is such an impressive craft. And then when do you just learn songs? Well, here's just, another. Here's another way to. Here's another way to ask the question. Yeah, go. Do both you guys still work at it daily? Oh, absolutely, I do, yeah. Yeah. Like, practice to, like, let's say you have a wedding or something. But right. In general, I don't wake up and go. No. Yeah. I pass that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I play a few hours every day yeah. for sure. Do you, Pat? Oh, yeah. No. Hit and miss. That's it's what kinda... I love to do, so that's what I try and do the most. Yeah. Joe, it's like you with typing. Yeah. You're constantly working at the craft. <laughs> I don't know how to type. Hunt and pack. <laughs> and you, there's always something to learn. I'm sure all both of them will agree with that Absolutely. I can pick up a guitar and I'll learn something new and I'm old <laughs> and I'll learn something new and go wow this is cool and then that just leads to more you know it does it's a never ending yeah. luckily it's never ending because yeah. that's how would you like to be but all done with music when you, yeah, you're oh. never done <laughs> oh. but when you practice are you practicing a song or are you just going la 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 <laughs> I do a lot of both okay I never quite you... sing like that but I do play like that <laughs> are your kids musical I have a daughter, Daisy, and she is musical. She plays the concertina. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she lives out in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, and your uh, your kids are musical. A couple of them are, yeah, yeah starting. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, boys, uh, uh, before you leave, I, I, have to, I have to say that it's always a, a pleasure when you come in here. And this Christmas, now, unfortunately, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not going to be around. I've, I haven't. No. My people close to me have been to the cathedral concert. I haven't been. I've got to get there. But and now I've got to get, I'm putting the midway on my uh-huh. list. It's but in your defense, time. we did discuss this as I walked him down to the studio. He is, this is a week early this year. It because is. I always thought it we, Yeah, it is early, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the, uh, they're having this European Christmas market outside 5 oh. to 9.30. And then the, the show cathedral? is part of that. Yeah. So they At have, the cathedral? Oh, yeah, on they, top on, of the on one the that's at Union Depot? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's different than that. It's you know what you can better. get there? Mold wine. What is that? 
It's good. It's good. I was down there a couple weekends ago. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's good. Mold wine. I've had it. In, yeah, in Germany. In Germany, well, does it, does I've had it. Hey, have my fungus beer. It's yes. a lot better yes. in Germany. That <laughs> uh, was pretty good downtown St. Paul last two Saturdays ago, or Sundays ago. Over, huh? uh, now, who are the vocalists, Stephen? We have Jack Cassidy. And speaking of, like, knowing repertoire... I think I know Christmas pretty well. He sings this song called A Cradle in Bethlehem that right. is so beautiful. Vince Gill did it. And that in the cathedral blows me away. Jillian Gubosh, now Anderson on vocals. And oh, Kat- is that Mrs. Anderson? Yeah, uh-huh. Mrs. Anderson. Not to be confused with my mom. She'll be right. there. Better say something nice and about Kat her. Buzzed in. So we have a three-part har- harmonies, which I call the vocal sandwich. And so All this right. is some exciting stuff. Plus Pat's singing as well, too. So we got a lot of talent on Very stage. Very cool. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. I envy the people who are going to see yeah. this, and I, I regret that I haven't done it yet. Can you give us one more, please? All right. we got to take a break. Well, now he's putting on his hat. Putting the hat on for this one. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Where do I sit? Vince Garaldi. Thank you both. Stephen C. and Pat Donahue and even our newsman, John Height, weighing in. (laughs) Well, I got you in there, didn't I? You did, thanks. Well, good luck tomorrow and Friday at the cathedral, you guys. And Pat, I'll see you again. All right, Joe, it's great to see you. It'll be somewhere, maybe the Midway or something. Eventbrite, Stephen C. Eventbrite, Stephen C. That's how you get your hand mitts on some tickets. All right. Let me tell you right now, at EcoFun, they have the mix and match Christmas sale. Uh, you buy one vehicle, you get the other one for 50% off. It's fantastic because this includes all electric bikes in stock, Bentelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, youth ATVs, Bentelli scooters, youth dirt bikes, and uh, it's a really a great time. You have to be a GLer. You say, I'm GL. And when you buy something, they throw in the ham from nice. Grunhoffers, a 10-pound double-spoked ham from Grunhoffers. All Vespa scooters, 10% off MSRP, and a lot of great snow removal equipment, 4x4s with 50-inch plow blades. They turn winter snow removal into a recreation. Great, great apparel and helmets and great service. These guys have been 
with us almost from the very beginning. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFun Motorsports is in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near uh, County Road 42. Now, can you get that? Does Martin offer that, uh, Pat Donahue? You buy the first one, you get the second one. I don't think 50% off. <laughs> no, I'm they sure don't. they'll make you a deal. Okay, okay. copy that. Ask Tim Bloom. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. The Canopy Group is a unique insurance agency that offers 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, a neighbor of yours creates a dessert exchange with friends and family, and they make a variety of desserts. Peanut brittle, fudge, gingerbread, all that stuff. At the Canopy Group, we get that it is all about options. That's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies. In addition, we have 40 licensed elves working behind the scenes to assure that you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, our clients average a saving of over $800 per year. This holiday season, don't get stuck with just the fruitcake. Get options. Call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, or visit thecanopygroup.com today. My tulip. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It's a mechanic in a bottle. It's a miracle in a can. Pay a few bucks for a can of seafoam. Let it work on your engine. You can throw it in the tank. You can dump it in the crank or dribble it right down the yap. We, as GLers, we love the stuff that helps our engines last longer and run better. And seafoam motor treatment, it does just that. It's one easy way. You can keep everything running strong. It cleans the fuel system. It's also an easy way to stay ahead of preventable engine problems. When you put it in the tank, it helps the fuel system. When you put it in the crank, it cleans up the sticky carbon deposits and makes everything shiny and happy. You can find it anywhere and everywhere that fine automotive chemicals are sold. It's a local company. It's got a global reach, and it's a true miracle in a world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. Such? John, are you playing a Martin? I am not. I'm playing a Washburn. Uh, I have a what you find, Kenny? A Christmas gift idea. I think the um, the four of us should throw in mm-hmm. and buy John a Martin Pat Donahue signature model. All right. I find I, I found one online, and I figure if Chris throws in fifty, I throw in fifty. Matthew throws in fifty. You just need to throw in six thousand eight hundred forty-five. <laughs> we got it, and we can get Johnny a Martin. What a great idea, Kitty. John, it's our, it's six thousand nine hundred ninety-five yeah. for a used one, a signature Martin. Sure, and and I don't know that they still make them, so it may it may be something they don't make. Wow. So I have a question about this. You grab that guitar and you put it up against. I mean, think of like a famous guitar, like say Willie Nelson guitar it's got to be way better than willie's right well it is but willie's so used to working with that guitar that you know that's that's his guitar and his sound i mean you can recognize willie's solos immediately if he plays on somebody else's record i know right you know away. it's him because of that guitar yeah. unlike cars don't guitars go up in value 
Uh, yes, very much so. That's right. But much. when Pat was playing that thing, it's like being wrapped in a warm blanket. Yeah, it's just very understated. So, such a comforting sound. Yes, yeah, very well, much I envied so. the people going to the cathedral. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I regret that I haven't done that yet. I, uh, people in the house have gone. I just haven't been able to make it for some reason. Uh, we, Pat's, we, uh, his next gig, Joe, at that bar is on the 20th, according to their website. Yeah. He, just uh, think, his grandma and my grandma were in sa- sod in a sod hut, <laughs> if my grandmother is to be believed. I, <laughs> Do you believe that? Well, well I, I never heard of it before. I oh, read is she a, having a laugh? A, a letter she wrote. Uh <laughs> I hate to get back to the... She probably uh, grew up in Nantucket. She's just yeah. having a laugh with the little S's running around. Uh, I got a note regarding the fall of Minneapolis, which we talked about yesterday. I got a note from the Gumption County deputy, who always weighs in with material that I think we should read. Okay. Uh, yesterday's discussion about the fall of Minneapolis was interesting. I wanted to follow up with some observations. There is so much to say about the film and the entire George Floyd incident. One aspect of the incident you have always commented on was Chauvin's thousand-yard stare. I have never agreed with your view on that. The thousand-yard stares I have seen send a chill through you. To my observation, Chauvin was a guy under stress wondering, where's the ambulance? The most telling look on Chauvin's face is when they put Floyd in the ambulance. Chauvin turned away, and the look on his face conveyed, this is really bad. Speaking of the ambulance, why was more never made out of the fact that it took so long for both the paramedics and fire crew to get there? Most cops working in the Twin Cities are accustomed to medical help at our scenes in a very short time. I assure you that when those cops at 38th and Chicago called for medics, not a single one thought it would take more than five minutes for an ambulance or fire truck to arrive. The Department of Justice report regarding systemic racism in the Minneapolis Police Department was discussed. There are some issues with that report. A Wall Street Journal article pointed out that between 2016 to 2022, the Minneapolis Police Department handled over a million calls. However, the DOJ report included less than 20 incidents of policeman misconduct. Also, I seem to remember when the report came out, its validity was challenged by either the city attorney or the police department for containing hearsay statements. Hearsay statements are rarely, if ever, allowed in court because they cannot be substantiated. The Wall Street Journal article additionally pointed out that while black citizens were more likely to encounter the police, they were also three times more likely to be the victims of crime. What is worth noting is who leads the DOJ's Civil Rights Division that did that report. In a City Journal article, it was pointed out the current head of the division, Kristen Clark, wrote an op-ed for Newsweek supporting the defunding of the police. An associate attorney general, Vanita Gupta, was quoted as testifying before Congress that local leaders need to heed calls from BLM to decrease police budget scope, role, and responsibility of police in our lives. I have grave doubts their underlings who did the DOJ report would hold any contrary opinions. Lastly, John mentioned that 10% of white supremacy groups and militias are made up of law enforcement officers. He needs to tell me where I can find that information. 
I did an online search but only saw articles regarding the topic from left-leaning sources such as NPR, Cambridge.org, and CNN. In over 30 years of law enforcement, I have known and met literally hundreds of cops from across the country. Only one was racist, and he was fired in no time at all. Granted, out of over 800,000 cops in the U.S., there will be someone who is racist, just as there are racist doctors and lawyers and teachers in every field. But the number in police work is beyond small. Unless there are actual lists of the names and departments of the cops who are members of these racist groups, I am inclined to quote another great American and call 10% an ass statistic. Right now, my kitchen table is full of handwritten notes, a computer, and two tablets. My wife just walked by and said, clean up your mess when you're done. Doesn't she know who I am? (laughs) Always pushing back, signed the Gumption County deputy. So, John, you owe uh, the the deputy some accounting of where you got the 10% number. Okay. Uh, There there are numerous articles. In fact, there's the ones I saw yesterday. Uh, There was a group in Kentucky until 2018 that was led by a guy who said he was a member of the KKK and, and would only recruit. Uh, but I will find it for you. Right. Those four I, to be part of the sheriff's department. I have an answer regarding the length that it took for both the fire department and HCMC to get there. There was miscommunication between the two of them. They showed up, I believe, um, and this is featured in the fall of Minneapolis, at 36 and Park, if I remember right. Um, before they went over to 38th and Chicago. And if you remember from the fall of Minneapolis, there was an off-duty fire um, uh, firefighter there, that gal, right? Remember mm-hmm. her? Yep. And she was mm-hmm. saying the same thing. They should have been here uh, by now because they're only a few blocks away. Right. And they are. You can almost see, uh, well, I think you actually can see 38th and Chicago from that firehouse. Um, and it's all on Judge Cahill. Judge Cahill did not allow the miscommunication between HCMC and MFD into evidence during the trial. So that's why that was never brought up. But he's absolutely right. They should have been there within a few minutes. And, and the second thing is, and I think the deputy might disagree with me on this, I don't know, is the answer to the question you asked all of us yesterday. Can you ask that question again? Do you remember what it was? Me? Why? Why? Yeah, you. Why did it blow up as much as it did? Because, because the city instantly blew up. I have maintained a suspicion that something was going on that we either weren't aware of or neglected or poo-pooed or something because too many dominoes fell instantly on the night of May 25th. Do you think it simply was because of the, the, the black population finally rising up against the phenomenon we've always called driving while black? Do you I think said, it just finally I, came to a head? No, I like we've said... We've had enough of this madness. No, no, I, I said yesterday, if that was the case, if there's this such horrible history of of brutality, there would have been a rising up long ago. In my opinion, there would have been... There would have been... There would have been rioting 10 years ago or 5 years ago or 15 years ago. There, there was there was some pent up something 
that exploded on the night of May 25th, 2020. And I don't think it was suddenly deciding that I'm frustrated driving while black. If that was the case, that I think that would have come up much previously. Have we ever given any discussion to the amount or the ratio of people that just showed up just to show up and light some stuff on fire and throw some rocks and you know what I mean? Because they were coming in from northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Iowa. People were coming long distances just to get in on the party. Right. Uh, as far as New York, if I remember, wasn't one kid that was prosecuted? Uh, didn't he? Or Chicago, I think? Yes. Yes, yeah, Chicago. Yes. I, I think that probably would be true of any uprising in the country. I think there are people that that's what they do. I, I think they night, just go to they go to uprisers. Yeah, yeah I, I think night one, the big protest on night one was a grassroots organic protest of locals, and from that day forward, the crowds just grew and grew and grew, and it was people just showing up to party. But we keep we keep falling back on uh, Reavers. Give me the years now. We keep falling back on. Uh, very, very close to that date, uh, Minneapolis was just rocking and rolling at the Final height of its... Final Four was April of 2019. Okay, Super so a Bowl year was... before was the Final Four. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl was Feb of 2018. Downtown was crowded on both occasions uh, with... To the point where people that worked in the service industry couldn't get around. It was... Uh, so something, if something was simmering, it was simmering beneath those two events, too. Yeah. but And there was also, and I think I've shared this with you guys before, there was the growing sentiment that downtown was kind of changing a bit, whether it was due to crime, construction, whatever. The demographic was beginning to shift, I would say, around 2015 to 2016. So what are you saying, more of a criminal element? Yes, Yes. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Black Lives Matter as an organization was established by the time May 25th, 2020 hit. Oh, heavens yes. Yeah. Well, then it what what can't be written off is just the political diatribes that people were hearing about how unfair this country was. And that might be the answer that I've been looking for. They we we already had in place Mysterian city council people the closer yep. you got to all the country's tallest buildings. And so I think what happened in Minneapolis would have happened in Portland, would have happened in Seattle, would have happened anywhere based on how how quickly uh police in the U.S. and how just quickly the country had been turned on. Black Lives Matter officially began in July of 2013. As a reaction to what? Uh, kid in St. Is, Louis. It was Brown. Michael Brown. Michael Brown. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. And then, of and course. And Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Uh, oh, that yeah. Was Trayvon Martin. Was that Florida? Was the kid in Florida. Right. Yeah. Uh, that Maybe I've just answered my own question. I think we, the, we the have, fuse yeah. was lit, and this was the explosive device. Yeah, I also got an email from a fella who said, "Why is Joe asking this question?" And then he just put Philando Castile question mark. Oh, that that's was, right. That was right. the entire email. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. Me, so yeah. yeah. So there were, 
There were the fuse had been lit before May twenty fifth. Mm. It just didn't get to its final implosion explosion point, and it did that night. Hmm. And it's because of what the video, right? I mean, to me, it's because of the of cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Because all we had from Philando Castile was just the the body cam, the police worn body cam footage, right? And that wasn't released to the public till. They held on to that. Yeah. yeah. But it's because it was so instant. We saw what happened to Floyd instantly, basically. Mm-hmm. And I still wonder if the police-worn body cam of the Floyd incident would have been released right away yep. if that would have quelled some of the protesting. It wasn't even allowed in the case. That's another thing that Cahill didn't allow. Can you believe it? I can't. Can you believe it? What what was his rationale, I wonder, for not allowing it? He refused to allow anything regarding that or M- MRT or the the miscommunication between HCMC and uh, MFD. I think Chauvin also could have used a stronger attorney. Uh, I, I, an attorney who would have just reacted at that stuff at Cahill at the <laughs> risk of being held in contempt. We discussed this, though. What was it that we... That not a lot, not a lot of attorneys wanted the case. Was that maybe it was so cut and dried by the time it went to trial that no attorney thought they had a chance and didn't want it on their resume? You know, when the courthouse is surrounded by barbed wire and, and um, blockades, maybe they know what what we now know is they had no shot of winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cahill wouldn't even allow uh, he allowed Aaron Dondo to lie. Yeah, he lied. That's. Perjury, is it not? That's against the law. He lied on the stand about MRT. Before we take a break Ew. and come back with John, I, I have to get this off my chest. There was a, a special election <laughs> in the uh, uh, Rosemount, Egan, Invergrove Heights area mm-hmm. uh, because the uh, the incumbent... Uh, Richardson, let me let me find her name here. Uh, found that she couldn't serve as a House member because her duties as uh, president of uh, uh, what the hell is it? God help me here. Planned Parenthood were taking up too much time. So uh, let me get you the exact area, uh, Egan. Apple Valley way, and I, uh, I, I, who won was a woman named Bianca Vernig in this election. So starting this coming winter, Vernig will take over the seat previously held by DFLer Ruth Richardson. She resigned in September, citing the demands of her new job as CEO of Planned Parenthood. Uh, Vernig's addition will restore the Democrats' six-vote margin over Republicans in the chamber. Richardson won the seat, which covers Egan, Mendota, and Mendota Heights, by more than 60% of the vote in the last election. And this was a special election. It didn't attract much turnout. But Vernig defeated a Republican candidate named, uh, where is it, Cynthia Lonquist. Well, I looked up Cynthia Lonquist, I, and I, I'm shocked she didn't win, especially given these neighborhoods. Mm. 
uh, private sector employee, mom, grandma has run for office before uh, in favor of public safety. And so either two things can be deduced from this. One, uh, we have no hope because even in an area where I would have anticipated maybe some garage logicianship would have been evident, this Vernig, the cliched DFLer who wants to fight for fully funded schools, which is an ongoing lie in this state, she won easily. So it, it's either the people have get the we're done, uh, there's no hope, or the Republican Party once again failed to properly get in there and work for a candidate. I don't know what the answer is. It's it's merely as simple as you can just ha- attach all of those boilerplate talking points to a candidate with DFL, and they're just going to get elected the closer Well, then the get. people of Mendota, Mendota Heights, yep. uh, they're, they're not paying attention. Or is the perception um, the Republican Party is the party of Trump? Uh, in this state, that might go a long way as a perception, but there, there's where the Republican Party, sh- if they didn't, they should have raced in and said, look, we got a great candidate here. These people voted against their own self-interest by electing this Vernick. She's just a professional hack. No offense, lady. <laughs> but, I mean, but not, that, was un- that was unkind. She's not a hack. She's not a hack. <laughs> But she's a she's a professional DFLer, all right. She's a professional DFLer to fight for uh, fully, fully funded. funded schools, which yeah. is a, a lie. Why do you hate kids? <laughs> and, and I apologize. She's not a hack. I don't know. Right? I, I had no business saying that. She's not a hack. But to me, she is a cliche. And the voters voted for the cliche rather than take a closer look at this. Private sector human being who lives in their neighborhood. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Hello. That's Hello. not my phone. Oh, that's Hello. the boss. The boss calling me. I think it's the uh, perception is reality. Uh, I think um, Trump is associated with the Republican Party, and nobody wants to go near that. And so, swing voters that could go either way automatically go Democratic. All right. That's just. My opinion, man. <laughs> Say, uh, Grunhoffers. I've heard of them. Well, they have everything you need for your next holiday meal, including double smoked skinless bone in hams. That's the perfect addition to any meal at this time of year. You can order one. Call the uh, Grunhofer store in Hugo, 651-426-2800. You know what? I would. I'd get on the list mm. and guarantee that ham. Uh, and while you're there, of course, you're going to pick up the brats and the burgers and oh, the yeah. steaks and the chops and the you Snack name pack. it. Snack packs. Snack packs, desserts, potato salad, you name it. Mm-hmm. Grunhofer's has it, but most principally, it's the emporium of great meat. So turkeys, hams. That double smoke, thick cut bacon. Let's huh? go. Huh? Let's go. Huh? Let's go. Huh? And as I noted uh, earlier in the show, twenty uh, firsters are under. We're under uh, three weeks before the days get longer. We're under three weeks. We'll be grilling Grunhofer's meat by December twenty second outside. Oh, made the call outside in shorts, in shorts because we delude ourselves that. Winter's almost over, and that means more time spent with Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. 651-426-2800. Order the Christmas ham. 
It's Grunhofer's about a, it's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Stone's throw. And in Forest Lake, it's on 97, immediately east of 35. Catch them on your way up north. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Oh, I got to. <laughs> well, you have to leave when T2, you have to leave. I got to T2 it. Truth, justice, and the Suchere. North American Banking Company, my bank. I made the switch months ago. I wish that you would, or at least look into it. NABankCo.com is their website. North American Banking Company offers the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means for you business owners that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps solve problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. They deal with numbers every single day, but you are never going to be one of them. That's right. So check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com to learn more. Six locations to serve you. Mine's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Joe? John Height with the news. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Before we get to news, I'd like to answer, I, I don't remember his name, I'm sorry. Gumption County Deputy. Gumption County Deputy. Uh, some information that uh, I had gleaned from yesterday. Uh, and again, a lot of this, I know he said he didn't like some of the sources. Well, yeah. I guess perhaps it depends on that. This this comes from the Anti-Defamation League. They say they've identified more than 370 current police officers and more than 100 active duty military members on the Oath Keepers leaked membership roles. Uh, also, they've uh, found uh, 150 departments with on with police officers who belong to online groups named the White Privilege Club and banned the NAACP. Uh, until 1993, John Berge, a Klansman, commanded the Chicago police gang that tortured at least 118 black men, extracting false confessions with cattle prods and electric shocks in a device they called the N-word box. In, in 2018, Kentucky police veteran Tim Shaw advised a new recruit if he sees black teens smoking pot, they should be shot. But five years after he was hired, despite admitting he attended a Klan meeting in Little Rock, Officer Josh Hastings okay. murdered another. You get okay. the idea. I yeah. do, but none of that would equal 10% of 800,000 cops. I I don't know the roles. I'd right. have to look at the ADL right. roles, obviously, and see where they all but are. But I, I think I There's, think you could take uh, 800,000 lawyers, and, and you probably could come up with similar atrocities, similar uh, uh, incidents. Or? Yeah. Similar behavior. I don't think, though, if you're asking why things blew up or why, yeah. I don't think if you told a black man, I think you'd take 800 lawyers or whatever, 800,000 lawyers, I don't think they'd consider that a reasonable reason for something to happen. Uh, I, I can't you, argue you, that. You know what, you know what I'm but saying. I'll, I'll just stand on my claim I that understand. that, that yeah. isn't 10% of 800,000. Well, the story is very long. I could go on, but I won't. Well, that but would, you, you that would mean idea. you'd have to have 80,000. Right. Bad cops, and I'm not going to believe that. Yeah. Well, you'd have to have uh, 50 in Minnesota, right? Or Minneapolis, 55. Yeah. So. 55. 50, 55. I don't believe there's 55. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in news, 
A unif- in a unified move, the Minneapolis City Council approved the 2024 $1.8 billion city budget. The Minneapolis Budget Committee voted to increase salary and wages for 566 city employees on Tuesday. The City Council's approval, the change will go into effect in January. The $2.7 million in pay raises will come from the city's $1.8 billion budget proposal. Uh, now, remember, public safety, uh, there's $16 million for the implementation of the federal uh, federal consent decree. Uh, but you do remember uh, Mayor Jacob Fry wanted to include $15 million for police retention and recruitment bonuses. That will not happen. Of course, the city council voted that down. As city council members wrapped up their meeting yesterday, Council President Andrea Jenkins shared her gratitude surrounding how the council worked together to get to this point. She said, quote, there's more collaboration on this body than there is dissension. And I don't know who benefits from that narrative, but the reality is we are working to improve the lives of the people of Minneapolis. That and statement makes no sense. Uh, we don't know What does that. she mean? I don't know who benefits from this narrative. That, the bad What the hell does that the, mean? The narrative that they don't get along and that there's no oh, agreement God on stuff. Almighty. What do you mean they don't get along? They're all in unison. The uh, members of the St. Paul City Council will vote today later on on Mayor Melvin Carter's proposed 2024 budget, which is more than $820 million. Uh, for those of you, well, lucky none of us live in St. Paul. Oh, wait. Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry. For those of you who Why live in... Why do this to you? He's mean. <laughs> He's being mean. Those of you who live in St. Paul, the plan includes a 3.7% increase in the property tax rate. Oof. Look at Joe. I, I believe he's Oof. despondent. Well, it was six point two, wasn't it? Six point two percent increase in Minneapolis. So you don't have that bad, Joe. It's only three point seven. Yeah, you actually won. <laughs> the proposed budget includes a five hundred thousand dollar plan to address street lighting and the theft of copper wire. Wednesday's meeting uh, this afternoon, uh, as we record this, starts in about two hours at three thirty. I love this. This just came in from Keith. Socialism. You have two cows. Give one of your cows to your neighbor. Communism. You have two cows. Give both cows to the government, and they may give you some milk. Fascism. You have two cows. You give all the milk to the government, and the government sells it. Nazism. You have two cows. The government shoots you and takes both of your cows. Anarchism. You have two cows. Keep both cows. Shoot the government agent and steal another cow. Capitalism. You have two cows. Sell one. Buy a bull. Bingo, bango, right there. Bingo. City of Minneapolis, City of St. Paul. Yep. <laughs> the state commission tasked, uh, we talked about this a bit, I think, off air yesterday with choosing a new official flag and seal. It does now uh, say they're moving forward with the one design for the seal. During the meeting yesterday, State Emblems Redesign Commission unanimously chose to move ahead with seal submission number 224. Uh, you've seen that one. That's the one with the loon. Beautiful. It's got a duck I, on it and some trees. It's got a loon. You know what? I kind of like it. Yeah, I do too. I actually. think it looks cool. I think the the absence of a native is just, uh, regardless whether it's a seal or the flag, is stupid. Well, you ain't getting no native. I don't know he why. gone. I don't know why. Because it doesn't matter how natives are depicted. It's always a racist depiction. Mm-hmm. Always. Well... Meanwhile, the commission is still moving forward with all six flag finalists. We'll work to trim that down possibly to the next choice next Tuesday. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the cougar, did we? Let's the talk cougar. about the, the cougar. The cougar was in Lowry Hill. How's the cougar doing? Not well. He was, <laughs> he, was, uh, 
He was hit by a car and killed in Golden Valley. No, I hope he it lost wasn't, the cougar. I hope it wasn't Pat in Golden Valley. Gee, what if Pat morning. hit the cougar? Hey, hey, cougar, get out, get out of the way. Spokesperson. What was that? Yes. <laughs> Spokesperson for the State Patrol says a vehicle was heading west on Interstate 394 near Pat. Theodore Worth Parkway. Well, it was early in the morning, though, 2.15 this morning. Well, he might have been up right in a column. Right. When it hit the cougar, swerved and hit a concrete barrier. The cougar oh. was killed on impact. The driver, a 53-year-old man, was uninjured, according oh, to officials. we lost the damn cougar <laughs> we already. We hardly knew ye. Boy, oh boy. What, what I love about the state patrol announcement today is uh, the DNR, the Minnesota DNR, has possession of the cougar, and they are investigating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's guts are all over the Investigating media. what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A Columbia Heights man accused of burning a barber shop in Shoreview because... He didn't like his haircut. He wanted to open a new barber shop. Oh. 55-year-old Dennis Ambrose Manning was charged with one count of first-degree arson. That's not really the way you do it, is it? And one count of second-degree arson in connection with a fire at Polly Ray's Sports Barbershop, which hey, is hey. inside the Shoreview Village Mall. On November 29th, deputies from Ramsey County and firefighters from the Lake Johanna Fire Department were called to the area about 7 o'clock in the evening on report of a fire. Fire crews got into the barbershop, which was fully engulfed in smoke. The sprinkler system in the store had put out the flames. Fire officials said the fire originated in a corner of the shop near a video gaming area. They have video games. Wow. At the right by that pile of uh, oily rags over there in the corner. Well, when you go to the barber, what's one task are you going there for? To play haircut. Yep, not to play video Don't games. Don't play video games? No. no. Uh, surveillance video shows Manning inside the barber shop just before 6.30, about a half hour before the fire was reported, flicking a lighter to ignite a flame, bending over <laughs> near the video game area. <laughs> Then walking right away. Ab scam tape. A fire quickly started and burned for about 20 minutes before the sprinkler system was oh activated. Uh, firefighters wow. added the embers from the lit cloth accelerated the fire as it fell underneath the table. Uh, shortly before 8 p.m., a deputy reported seeing Manning in a doorway by an entrance using his phone. Officials say Manning was arrested, denied starting the fire. According to the complaint, Manning later said, uh, this is a quote, this is not my English. Manning said, how would a lighter start them games on fire? Doesn't make sense. Those are my games. He also added, there's no footage of me having a lighter to start anything. It's ludicrous. Well, the complaint says Manning eventually admitted to lighting a portion of the cloth and saying, oh, you know what? I did take the lighter and I lit a string on a cloth that was hanging off the game. That was it. I did not start the fire. I That's a long story the about the barbershop. That's pretty yeah. much it yeah. there, yeah. He, uh, he's due I have a question. Will the insurance company pay you off if um, the fire started due to your own incompetence? What if I accidentally <laughs> burn my house down? Will they pay me? That's a great question. Uh, if it's an accident, I would think they'd have to pay you. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe the lighter fell on the string by accident, and he didn't do it himself. <laughs> No, Kenny, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, you've already made public your intentions to uh, to have a convenient well, fire. I, I think that you should probably not do that. Well, the dairy barn needs to go down, and if lightning hits it, uh, and I don't have any insurance on it, lightning, so huh? yeah. So if it burns down, that would be actually a blessing, and it would be very helpful. But I'm wondering, what if I'm welding 
and a spark ignites a fire. I think you you need to be covered for that. What if I'm welding in the kitchen? (laughs) What if? Uh, One other story breaking this morning, uh, Minnesota's budget surplus remains at an estimated $2.4 billion. That, according to the latest state forecast, but officials are warning of a possible deficit on the horizon. Minnesota Management and Budget released the new estimate this morning, and state's budget commissioner economists, as well as Governor Walls and legislative leaders from both the DFL and GOP, are set to discuss the latest forecast later on this we, afternoon. We all might as well just be kept in a pen and, and thrown some bread once in a while. I mean, we just have no voice in anything. Well, they have to let us out so we can work, so they can take our money. That's yeah. a good point. Just to show how things have changed, Joe and I were messing with newspapers.com this morning before yeah. the show. There was We looked at 10 years ago today. That's 2013. That ain't that long ago. And on the front page of the Star Tribune was a story that said, Dayton ponders uh, tax return because of $1 billion surplus. surplus. Yeah. So that's how things have changed. Well, that's how the DFL has changed, too. Yeah. So as recently as 2013, old mumbles, you could rely on them a little bit. Be nice. Be nice. I'm I'm calling him mumbles for this reason. I just heard him speaking in some other capacity, and he sounded a hundred times better than he ever sounded as governor. Really? I don't know what the deal huh. is. Well, yeah. it's, it's probably happiness. Oh, it was when he was him. and he was uh, addressing. Who was he addressing? He was sitting on in a chamber of some sort. But he sounded so clear, and 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 it was just not like when he was the mumbles. Right. I think huh. we should have him on the air. Do you think oh, he'd talk about why the deal? We could point that out, Mark. In 2013, you were looking at tax cuts. Today, you got a governor who not only doesn't look at tax cuts, but continues to spend yeah. more and more of the surplus, and had 18 billion dollars yeah. more than you yeah. did to give back. Yeah. I'd love Happy to get Dayton. Happy birthday this to isn't, you. This isn't Dayton. <laughs> Mumbles. That's, That's Mumbles. Hey, uh, before we shut it down here, do you <laughs> have the third precinct story, John? I don't. No, oh. no. Is there something new? I I, didn't I read it. it. Uh, yeah, we want this, to turn it into a... Uh, the city council wants to turn it into an elections office. An elections office. An elections office. Yeah. But not a, not a third precinct for police. It should be the police department, but the, uh, we have no one in leadership capable of that. That's, yeah, that's weird. Uh, a suspect is in custody after a string of homicides and shootings in Texas. It left six people dead, three people injured, and they're uh, still not sure what all of it was about. A male suspect has been charged with capital murder and additional charges are pending. The man has not been named yet. He allegedly killed two people in San Antonio in a home. Then uh, he allegedly in the morning Tuesday shot and injured an Austin Independent School District officer before he killed a man and woman miles away. They're not sure. Then later in the day, an Austin police officer who responded to a burglary call at a home found two people dead, and then he was shot. The suspect fled the burglary scene in a vehicle. Officers pursued him, arrested him last night at 714. He was taken to the Travis County Jail, charged with capital murder. More details are expected on all this today. Were these people related in they, any way? Police are not saying at this point hmm. if they were or not. Hmm. Norman Lear has died. 101 years old. Uh, Lear, of course, revolutionized primetime television with All in the Family, Maud, and lots, lots more, propelling political and social turmoil into the world of sitcoms. He died in his sleep, according to his family. A liberal activist, Lear fashioned controversial comedies that were embraced by viewers. 
who had to watch the evening news to find out what was going on in the world. His shows helped define primetime comedy in the 70s, launched the careers of Valerie Bertinelli, Rob Reiner, and made middle-aged superstars of Carol O'Connor, B. Arthur, and Red Fox. Lear's work transformed television at a time when old-fashioned programs still dominated. Lear's uh, primary network was CBS. ABC had passed on All in the Family twice. CBS was initially reluctant to take on the series, but eventually did. Lear and his partner, Bud Yorkin, also created Good Times about a working-class black family in Chicago. Sanford and Son, the showcase for Red Fox, and One Day at a Time, which starred Bonnie Franklin. The late Patty Shayevsky, a leading writer of television's early golden age, once said Lear took television away from dopey wives and dumb fathers, from pimps, hookers, hustlers, privatized junkies, cowboys, and rustlers, and gave everybody their place in television. Does a show like All in the Family hold up today? I haven't seen it in ages. It's still very funny. I have watched it. Yeah. A lot of yelling. Yeah. yeah. I'll eat it! You know what does not hold up that he did that I just saw? Uh, I was mentioned here, the one with uh, Mackenzie uh, Phillips, uh, one, one Day, day at, at a time. time. Not funny. And, uh, I don't and, think I've ever seen and it. Tries way, and tried way too hard. You Schneider? Know, Schneider wasn't on the couple I saw. Now that you <laughs> he was it up. a very rapey. Schneider was. He, it was, he was a <laughs> he little... Was, uh, he was yeah. the One Day at a Time's uh, bookman. What was his name? From Pat, Good Times. Pat Harrington. Pat Harrington. Harrington. Yeah. So uh, Lear was in the... Um, Second World War in the Air Force yes. as a radio operator and gunner. Yep. All those guys were. Didn't get into TV until the 50s, I believe. He wrote ad copy wrote, or something. Wrote ad copy and then started writing some television serials. So what's on your feet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, the theme, thank the you. song for One Day at a Time. Oh, you're welcome. Is that it? All right. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate that. You know, um... I'll tell you what, tis the season right now to be jolly when your carpet is cleaned. Won't that make you happy, Joe? <laughs> Won't yes. that make you happy to have your right? carpet cleaned? Yes. Well, I know the place to call, and that is Zero Res. Let your friends and family know that there's a great special going on right now. I'll tell you about it in a minute. But I want to let you know that it's okay to have Zero Res in your home because they come in, they do the job right, and they back it up. Yes, they back it up. If you Google the company, uh, they've got a 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. And the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res absolutely stands behind every cleaning. But let's get to the good stuff, the present, the good deal. Call Zero Res for the Rookie GL Special. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just 129 bucks. Dirt and Dander, they love to be in your air ducts. And if you haven't had them clean, you can take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean this month. Their telephone number is 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. And tell them you want the Rookie or the Garage Logic Special. Remember, you got to say it to get the deal. Spelling it forward or backwards makes it easy to remember because it's spelled the same. Zero Res. Oh, you know what? Stephen C. left me a song to play. Hmm. They told me. Come. They told me. Reason. It's the end of the world. A newborn king to see. Joseph. Alright, thank you. Good reason. Good reason. Good reason. Oh, fine. 
happiness <laughs> gifts we bring. I have some notes to notes. Uh, to clean did you up just here. play a liner over that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I don't know Jesus. why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Climate change lacrosse connection from Terry. Our mayor, meaning the mayor of lacrosse, Mitch Reynolds, <laughs> attended the climate change conference in Dubai. Mitch is chairman of the Mississippi River Mayoral Group that is focusing on the climate impact on the river. We have much bigger, more pressing huh. issues. The mayor of lacrosse. <laughs> wow, I went feel. To the, uh, my cousins, the Matils, can feel safe that their mayor went to. Uh, John thing. in Arizona writes down here in the Santan Valley, we are building new gas stations at a record pace. My closest Circle K is less than a mile away, and they just opened another one less than a mile away and are planning another one a mile away in another direction. Oh. And on my route, I see they are starting about three miles away. I think gas is going to be around a while. Also, at these new stations, there are no charging stations for the government cars. Hmm. And uh, Bill Stein has a cautionary note on the movie called A Christmas Story Christmas. That's not to be confused, and he might have thought we confused it, with A Christmas Story 2. I think he said that's an abomination. Yeah, we made that distinction. That one came out in 2012. And a Christmas story with the big Ralphie was 2022. Well, you want one that's called A Christmas Story Christmas. And some of the original actors were in it. Uh, the guy was Ralphie, Flick, Schwartz, Randy, Scott, and Grover Dill. This very question surfaced in my home over last weekend because we watched Ralphie on Saturday night. And I, I, I said Rook watched both, but I think it's the Christmas Story Christmas that we want to watch. The one yeah. called A Christmas Story 2 is an abomination on the rank of Caddyshack 2. Yeah, they, yeah. they missed, the dreadful. missed the mark. Missed the mark on that one. You know, so you want A Christmas Story Christmas. You know what else is just beyond awful? I think Kenny mentioned this a while ago. The new Looney Tunes. Dear God, are they huh. unwatchable? I, I would not have had occasion to run yeah, into I that. I haven't seen, seen them. Yeah. I would like to see a Christmas spinoff just called The Bumpuses. The Bumpuses. Yeah. The Bumpuses. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, I want to know what was going on over in the Bumpus house. Yeah. yeah. I bet you there was a still in the basement. Oh, Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the traveling Lymans. Abolitionist, feminist, and newspaper publisher Jane Gray Swisshelm was born near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She moved to Minnesota in 1857 and established the St. Cloud Visitor and later the St. Cloud Democrat. During the Civil War, she moved to Washington, D.C. and became a nurse. She died in 1884. That's it for this day in Minnesota. That's, that's, that's really? all this wow. state could produce on this day was a woman who wasn't even born here. Nope, nope, nope. Uh oh, nope. Chris got something. You're missing one. On this day, uh, December fifth, sixth uh, in 2013. <laughs> John Height had a heart attack. He did no. not have a heart attack. Oh, I didn't have a heart attack. I had heart surgery yeah. on this day. The best was Rook a and I bypass. sit in the control room, and our former program director approached us as if you had been shot. <laughs> yeah. How, you uh, weren't going to be around for a while. How long were you out, John? Do you remember? Yep, two months. Exactly. I came back February 6th. February. So, that was longer. Um, no, two months. January 
20th, February 20th. All right, March then. Okay. Well, I'm just well, making plans. <laughs> oh, I see. How long Are you, you going to have that done? <laughs> I don't know. Things don't feel right. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. All right. <laughs> noted. Well, uh, that's noted, and uh, it's cause for concern. Well, Kenny, then what you should do is tell all of your friends and family today about the Garage Logic Holiday online auction. Yeah. I was surprised to learn that it's not for t shirts. And hats no, and it's a good geo stuff. flag. Well, our it's stuff actu- is good stuff. Eh, it's crap, Joe. You know it. <laughs> you know it. We all know it. Uh, it's for actual really cool stuff, and I'm very excited about the tri-state offering. This starts this Friday, December 8th, runs through the 14th, where you can save up to 70% off your retail price and some amazing items, including a riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, as Kenny mentioned, a five-night all-inclusive golf vacation for two to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations, an ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort, three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher's Lake Resort, gift certificates at Grand Ole Creamery, Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program, it's free tuition for the training, Osteo Strong 12-month membership. Just visit garagelogic.com and enter the keyword auction to view items and also to bid starting this Friday. I just did that. That Institute for Non-Destructive Testing? Yes, sir. They use those skills and those machines on Oak Island. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know. They really do. I know. It's a fascinating show that I really think you would love, Joe. Like, that might be the worst uh, reality TV show that was ever invented. (laughs) After watching it They're digging in some swamp near Boston, and they haven't found anything. They found a nail. Near Boston. Uh, After watching it for 10 years, I have to say, I concur. (laughs) You're right. Yep. Uh, Garage Logic on YouTube, right, Rook? Yes, I was just po- uh, poking around, and there is some really neat stuff on that online auction. YouTube, that's a free subscription to Garage Logic. But you poke around our website, garagelogic.com, for the town council, the online auction, and other fun stuff. Oh, yeah, and Rookie's Recipes. It's still live there. You can get some great stuff for the upcoming Christmas Eve festivities. 